Hi, I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And I'm Rico Galliano. And earlier this week, we were delighted to receive our very first piece of fan mail. Yes, that's capital M mail, not capital E mail, right. which we receive all the time. Of course, we, we were talking an analog paper envelope with stuff inside of it. No return address or last name on it. Very mysterious. Here's what the letter said. Dear Rico and Brendan, if I can tip my bartender for the beer he brought me, I can tip you two for the podcast you brought me. Love, Tony. And he included three actual dollar bills. Very nice. You know, firstly, I'm really stoked that Tony Bennett's a listener of our show. Right. I'm a longtime fan. Actually, I don't know. that The handwriting seems a little more like Tony Danza. Also a fan of (laughs) Alyssa Milano's father. We'll take Danza. But in any case, we appreciate the sentiment and the cash, but we don't want our second piece of fan mail to come from the IRS. That's right. So we encourage you and others to donate to our show via our website, dinnerpartydownload.org. And yes, any amount will do. It's all really, really appreciated. Ash, wait, it could be Tony, Tony, Tony who sent it to us. <laughs> That's brilliant, like a dollar from each member. That's totally possible. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's your icebreaker. Okay, here's a joke. I think it's great that airliners fly very high up in the sky. That way you really get your money's worth when they crash. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano, and from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that equips you with everything you need to win this weekend's dinner party. Our icebreaker this week came from cartoonist Tony Millionaire. His new book is called Billy Hazelnuts and the Crazy Bird. Another Tony. <laughs> Weird. And coming up, Dave Eggers, a long shot called Long Shot, a British major fails the cough test, and Scotland's second finest export. But first, time for small talk. <laughs> All week long, you've been hearing this. Top designers gear up for their shows this New York Fashion Week. The president blasted those he says are standing in the way of his plan to extend tax cuts for middle-income households. It was a big primary night for Tea Party-backed candidates. Now it's time to arm you with a story you haven't heard. Here with that is Aaron Britt. He is senior editor at Architecture and Design magazine Dwell. Aaron, what story are you going to be talking about at your dinner party this weekend? There's this pinprick of light in the otherwise dour world of print media, <laughs> a new magazine called Longshot. So, well, app- appropriately named. Tell yeah. us more. <laughs> Indeed. Like any new magazine or cable show, it's got a gimmick. Right. And the gimmick is that... Something we're completely unfamiliar with here at our dinner party themed show. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is produced for this magazine in 48 hours. The stories, everything is designed, the magazine goes into production, all of it, 48 hours. What makes this different than a newspaper, except they take two days to do it instead of one day? <laughs> or half a day. <laughs> um, it's a magazine. It's perfect bound. It's got beautiful illustrations. And the way they're produced is it's all print on demand. So they're only printing as many issues as they need. Fascinating. So what's your bet on Longshot? Is it a long shot? Will it make it? Well, you know, if you print a million copies of a magazine, you can print them for very little per copy. But Longshot costs something like 11 or 12 bucks. So as long as people believe that magazines should cost $12 and be produced in a very short <laughs> amount of time, yes. Uh, Aaron Britt, thanks for joining us on Small Talk. My pleasure. And now, time for cocktails. This is the part of the show where we tell you something that happened in history, then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like stirring powdered history into a mug of piping hot booze. With a little bit of... uh, Marshmallows. Sociological whipped cream. That's right. Or something. Or something. First, the history. This past week, back in 2001, British TV cameras captured a million-dollar con job as it happened. The non-Brits at your dinner party won't have heard about this. Thanks to our friend Michelle Philippi, you're about to. 
British Army Major Charles Ingram wanted to be a millionaire really badly. See, Charles and his family were obsessed with the TV game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? His wife got on the show and won 32,000 pounds sterling. So did his brother-in-law. But it's not called Who Wants to Be a 32,000 pounds millionaire? The Ingrams wanted to win bigger. Third time's the charm. Charles got on the show and went all the way. But he didn't get to keep the million, because during the taping, the show's sound guy noticed this. <coughs> Coughs, coming from Techwin Whittock, a veteran quiz show contestant sitting behind Charles in the studio audience. Charles would read possible answers aloud. I don't think it's rugby union. And when he got the right one? But I think it's cricket. Tequin always seemed to cough. Gonna play? Final cricket, answer. cricket, final answer. Millionaire's producer studied the tape and gave Charles a call. We have suspicions there were irregularities during the taping of the show. Oh, good lord. The Ingrams were found guilty of fraud and got a suspended sentence. The army forced Charles to resign. He still says he didn't cheat. And if it all seems like something you would have heard about, here's why you didn't. The day after the taping was September 11th, 2001. So that was the history lesson. Now it's time for the booze. I'm on the line with Christian Self, bartender at the 39 Hotel in Honolulu, which is in the state of Hawaii, which has the most millionaires per capita of any state in the country. So Christian, you've heard the history. What cocktail does that inspire you to make? Came up with one and it's called Deception. Deception, that sounds appropriate. What's in it? Take uh, two orange wedges, put that in a glass, squeeze uh, the juice of a fresh lime in there, just half a lime, Muddle that with a little of the blood orange syrup, mm -hmm. a little orange vodka, and then a little Campari. Gives you a very deceptive drink. Because people think it's tasty, but it's actually secretly alcoholic. Well, and people see a nice red drink and they think, oh, automatically fruity. And it doesn't turn out to be. And the Campari at the end gives it kind of a bitter aftertaste. Just like these people were probably bitter that they lost their fortune. Well, that's what happens when you cheat. So are you from Hawaii? No, originally I'm from Liverpool, England, which is funny in the history lesson because uh, the guy's actually English. And of course, we know that in Liverpool, there's another way to become a millionaire. Oh, yeah. You can put out like a lot of really, really good music. One, two, three, five! Man, Brendan, what gets me about that whole con is how... Amazing con. But it's also kind of blatantly simple. You kind of expect more from an army major. Maybe this is why the Brits lost the Revolutionary War. It could be. Not because George Washington was a genius, but because he was battling idiots. Right. <laughs> the idiots that brought us Oxford University and Cambridge. Well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can school yourself on our website. It's dinnerpartydownload.org. Our guest of honor this week is Dave Eggers. He's written novels like A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius, movies like Where the Wild Things Are, and his new book, well, it's not really a book. It's a portfolio of drawings called It Is Right to Draw Their Fur. And Dave Eggers, welcome. Uh, thanks. Thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> so, you also publish the literary magazine McSweeney's. You run a nonprofit tutoring program. Now you exhibit drawings. On the surface, this is all stuff that seems more immediate and maybe fun than sitting alone for multiple months to write a novel. How do you motivate yourself to write after all that? You know, yeah, that's a good point, is that the two have to be complementary because when you said multi-month, I thought, well, that would be great if it was multi-month, but it's multi-year. Like at these days, I think about a novel taking three years. So sometimes you do feel the need to finish something. 
And that's a real satisfaction that can give you a little bit of fuel and make you feel like you're not a failure. Like these drawings of animals that I did were usually between 10 and midnight that I would draw to sort of wind down after a day of writing. This is sort of a compliment to those longer works, and I think that the two help each other. As we're talking about art, it occurs to me, you know, the McSweeney's books are as much works of art as they are literary works. They, you know, have come in all shapes and sizes and all different sort of formats. What is the kind of ultimate McSweeney's book that you would make had you all the time and money in the world? Well, we're working on a glass-covered book. I mean, that's on the one hand. I mean, 90% of what we publish is just really great fiction and nonfiction. That's our bread and butter. But we also, because a few of us are come from a design background, like to push the physical form of the book, thinking that if books are beautiful and nice objects to hold and keep, then the words inside are preserved too, as opposed to recycled. The new issue of McSweeney's has a type of ink that if it, touches heat, like your fingers, it... Uh, Discolors? It fades, and so you see a drawing underneath it. So there's a lot of things that you can do with print, and we've only done a fraction of them. A flying McSweeney's? That's a good idea, flying McSweeney's. I'll take a note. When we used to print in Iceland, they said that they could bind a book in sharkskin, but the cost was prohibitive. Really? There's a lot of things they can do. They have done that. They've made three books there that were bound in sharkskin, but uh, anything is possible. All right. We have two questions that we ask everyone on the show. If we're seated next to you at a dinner party, what question would you least like to be asked? Would you like cream on that? Are you lactose intolerant? And that's my answer to the second question, something that somebody doesn't know about me. Is that what it is? Yeah. That I am lactose unpopular. Yeah, I have only in the last five or six years, I lost my ability to process that enzyme. You suddenly became lactose intolerant? It happens to men in their 30s, I was told. I mean, it's a weird quirk of evolution that anyone can do it, you know? Yeah. So I've reverted because I'm essentially less evolved, I think, than the rest of you. <laughs> right. You're a hopelessly unevolved author, educator, publisher, yeah, and an artist. It's clear. I got the caveman brow. and <laughs> So don't send me any uh, ice cream cakes. So Rico, I think Dave Eggers just set the Got Milk people yeah. back years right there. <laughs> How, in <laughs> you, what way? You have this guy who's like a multimedia powerhouse, right. all without milk. <laughs> you know, like he's, li- he's living the dream. He's living the milk. rice dream. I don't care you are. You hate milk and, me. and that's the dinner party download for this week. You can keep up with us between shows on Facebook. Facebook.com slash dinner party download. Thanks to Jackson Musker and Family Bookstore in Los Angeles. And we leave you as always with One for the Road, a song to listen to on your way to or departing from this weekend's dinner party. This week it's from the original gangsters of indie pop, Bell and Sebastian. This is their new single. It's called Right About Love. Bon appetit. I know a spell that would make you well. That you are sick Right about love It could be in any form Had it to me in the morning I hate your job I'm working way too much Every day I'm stopping about food I want a car I 
seconds move on If you watch the clock And the sky grows dark If you're looking up But the girls dance from thrill to thrill On the tightrope walk On the tightrope walk Rico, Rico, Rico. And I'm Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. Don't forget to donate at dinnerpartydownload.org, dinnerpartydownload.org, dinnerpartydownload.org. Thanks, thanks, thanks. (laughs) 